Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to this special edition of Josh Pugh's Cult Heroes, where... We like to remind you, the listeners, just just how special <laughs> this podcast is. Yeah. <laughs> the guests we've had, the names we've brought in, yeah. the conversations we've had. Yeah. It's a real archive, isn't it, Con? It's a real, it's a real resource for anybody looking to achieve anything in life. Yeah. These are the best bits from across series one. These are the best bits from yeah from across the series. So just probably all just listen to all episodes in full. Yeah, but for those that you know not. Is you know haven't got as much time, yeah, fair. or as invested in us as 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 a, as a product. Could be a nice little gateway in. Yeah, check it out, enjoy it. Already, I'm conscious of my uh, my voice on this episode because Connor, you've got a lovely voice. Thanks, Josh. And then our guest Peter, you've got an amazing voice. Oh no, no, <laughs> you have, Peter. <laughs> Um, thanks Joe well, can you thanks. say something to make this feel better because you're yeah so you're right yeah, that's right. yeah. <laughs> and people will know you for your voice Peter as well you, you've kind of yeah you've, you've done stuff with your voice when, when did you first realise that you could do things with your voice um, when I was it was about when I was two and I used to impersonate the kid who lived upstairs who was from Australia so yeah it was then wow. really and he used to impersonate my teachers and, um, uh, you know, all that stuff, really. Just a, are you a mimic? Because I've seen your stand-up. Uh, yeah, I can't. I've got nothing in my locker. No? Voice-wise. No, I wish. I it's wish okay. I did. It's okay. I kind of, um, I, 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 if I do, have, it's good if you do stand-up and it, you're, it's good to be a character and yeah. have a bit of a different voice. Like Peter Kay famously made his mum Irish. For whenever she spoke in his bits. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, I've got, I've got nothing, man. But you've got a couple of impressions, Connie. Well, you show me earlier. I feel like you've set me up a little bit. Yes, yeah. obviously, oh. Peter, I'm aware of your impression, various uh, impressions that you do. Well, don't, Thanks. Don't do yourself down. No, no, but I've got, I've sort of got one. 
Go on. Uh, I'll do it and then you can tell me. I won't tell you who it is. That's the best oh, thing okay, about the okay. question, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. um uh, I think, <laughs> is it Chris Tarrant? <laughs> yeah. 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 I feel pretty, uh, pretty happy with that. I'm actually fuming about that. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, no. <laughs> um, you know, because I learned how to do him from copying Rory Bremner when he was on, uh, he was a guest on uh, Good Morning Britain. And it was like, I was really young. Uh, Like I was, well, I was like a teenager. Um, And I would, I used to video record any comedians that I thought were cool on the TV. And Rory Bremner was on and doing loads of impressions. I think I got about five different ones from him, you know, and, and, but it is how we, you know, we all, we, we copy each other. It's how we do everything. Yeah. It's how we do everything, you know, and and I'm with a with um so with an impression it was it was yeah, it was kind of him doing that noise that <laughs> he's a bit like Popeye. I don't yeah. know if you know Popeye <laughs> yeah, yeah. much, but like, you know, Popeye has kind of like he has that, you know, that, that I can't really do him, but like, I'm Alan, you know, and then he has the, he's a bit like Chris Tarrant, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my favorite one, I, I like to have, um, I like to have Challenge TV playing in my flat, like when I'm just kind of pottering around, like pretending to, to work. And, and, uh, and the, the Millionaire's been on recently. The, the, the thing that Chris Tarrant does that I think is really funny, the hook that I would have now is, is when he calls, he calls the um, phone a friend person and, they, and, and you hear, brr, 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 brr. Hello? Hello? Um, is that Jeremy? Uh, Jeremy, it's Chris Tarrant here. <laughs> they really sort of barks yeah. it down. Because where, where is, I always think that, where is the speakerphone there? That, that's always blew my mind on yeah. uh, who wants to be a millionaire. Because there's a phone, there's got to be a phone somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For that to work. Yes, yes. I mean, I think there's some kind of artifice involved. Yeah, yeah, quite possibly. <laughs> I am, um, there's like a Turkish barber's near me. <laughs> And they just can't wait to just. They want to get you a like, nice fade. They get, oh, you want to get a fade. <laughs> Everyone looks like they're working recruitment when they're yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That little thing around there, little Beppe. Yeah. When you're a kid, you go in there say, um, "Do you want it squared or tapered?" And oh, I didn't know. Yes. I didn't know what anything meant. I just yeah. said whatever sounded <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so suspicious. Never do anything. And like they give you, so they give you a bottle of beer. Oh yeah. I'm like, I'm, a, I'm. My whole thing is, am I being charged for this? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You go to a restaurant, there's bread on the table. I'm like, do I yeah. touch is that? that, that if, I, if I take that sheet off, if I pay? Yeah. Yeah. And like, when you I can't to, walk out now. When, yeah. when I go to like museums and that, or like art galleries, I want somebody just to tell me, this is free. Relax. Yeah, yeah. And then you walk in, relax. Do yeah. I pay at the end? If I got to pay someone? Yeah. Where's Where's the paying bit? Yeah. Just t- I can't enjoy this. I until, feel like that yeah. on holiday constantly. Yeah. With everyone. Yeah. I'm. You can sell to me. If you get me, if I stop, You're in. I'm 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 stopped. You're signed up. Yeah, I'm doing the amount of surveys I've done in town centres. <laughs> unbelievable. I must be the only person doing them. But sometimes it's quite fun. Like, yeah. Oh fuck it, go on then. I had a guy once. I don't know what he was on about. He like had a survey, and he just you know they just do it really quickly. Yeah. They will get you. You're in it before you even realise what's going on. Yeah. Like it's it's literally like being robbed. Like it's happening before it's happening. 
this guy's telling me about he's signed up to something where I get I pay a subscription, but I get money off in certain shops. Oh, nice. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, finally someone that gets it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Fuck, how much is it? Yeah. Yeah. You check your pockets and you'd lost your wallet and your phone. Yeah, it's just... Have you, are you still... Like no, no, I, I kind you of... There's like a 30 day. I did it for 30 yeah. days and I was so scared of it. Yeah. <laughs> I sometimes sign up to things and then just cancel the direct debit on my phone. Oh, Rather yeah. than unsubscribing yeah. for the thing. I'm paying for... I've been to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu once <laughs> and I can't cancel it because I've got a Monzo. I was like, I'll do it on the Monzo because it doesn't really matter if it bounces on the Monzo. It's not going to affect anything. I'm paying £60 a month I've been once wow. <laughs> but my son goes once a week and he actually goes Yeah. so I I can't take him because the owners yeah. are <laughs> but yeah I'm, I'm paying two direct debits that's the thing that's one of the new things that everyone's into and it's like martial arts and that yeah BJJ yeah yeah. BBJ I don't know BJ BBJ one's a Brazilian bum lift yeah BBL how much to get one of them I read somewhere on a on a website mm-hmm. that might not be trusted. Yeah. Um, that you sometimes rap to the other cast members to help pass the time. Yeah, I mean, where have you got that? From? <laughs> <laughs> what website are you looking at? I, it, I don't know. It was Wikipedia. I don't. I don't rap to people. <laughs> it's not gone well for this. No. This is the first. Really? This is the first guest you've researched as well. Rapping. <laughs> That is, uh, I think I did a video once, like on the yeah. site, right. for a song that I liked, and I was okay. rapping in the song. Okay. Don't rap for the cast. <laughs> it's, it's not a, like a end of the team meeting at the start of the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine rapping to Adam Woodjack. <laughs> <laughs> now you're, you're something. This, this surprised me actually, but you're. You're somebody that you, you still prepare after all these years. You still learn your lines at home. Always. You, you're not. You're not somebody that comes in and, and blags it. You're Absolutely a, not. You're a prepper. Prep, prep, prep. I'm always early for work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm and is that just school. just at home in front of the mirror, or you just kind of just read, read it, yeah. read it, read it. Yeah. Just keep going over it all the time. Yeah. And is that and everything you do? If you're doing a a panel show if you're doing Strictly you, 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 is it your personality to do that and to uh, prepare and yeah panel shows you can't really prepare I've never prepared for a panel show no. just go on there don't yeah. you yeah. apart from all these comedians who write stuff yeah people write people <laughs> well, I do I just go on and do it naturally do you know what I mean yeah easy as that <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, I as, a, as a kid I would watch like panel shows and stuff but these guys are coming up with stuff so easy yeah well I did it I, you know you're yeah. out in catch. I love all these people yeah Got writers doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe it. Disappointed. It does break the illusion. There's so, mm. Some people, I mean, I've certainly been underprepared for for these things, <laughs> and it is good to have something up your sleeve. No, I think if you're doing it every single week, and obviously it's different. It's you've got things that you need to talk about, mm. topics and things. It is different just popping on and being a guest, like talking a load of shit yeah, of like course. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, totally. I remember. Um, I think you should host one. Why don't you host one? What a panel show! Yeah, yeah. yeah. I should. Yeah. Don't, what could you do? What one? I don't know. What I'd, I'd like. Um, What's your favourite one? I think what I like is the best. Mm. Yeah, I think that's the best. I did the pilot. Of, I was a, a one, one of the guests on the first ever. Would I lie to you? Well, did it go out? Was it? Yeah. Oh, it nice. Went out, yeah. That yeah, is. Um, were you good? Were you good at the? Can't like, really remember. Yeah. Ages ago. I'm it's not been a, good... a while ago, actually. The first ever, would I like to? You? Probably twenty years ago, yeah. or twenty-two years ago. Or something. That the the simpler the better, I think. These things. That's just mm. a simple. 
Mm-hmm. That's like something you'd play at Christmas, anyway, mm-hmm. your, your family. That that's the, the simpler the better, I think, that the format. Do you what know what I mean? Could be Josh Pugh's. Well, you know, we don't need to brainstorm. There's probably something. <laughs> I'd, I'd want to come out. I'll tell you what I'd want from it. I'd yeah. want to come out, do, I'd do an opening monologue, mm. house band. Yeah, lovely. Nice. Yeah. Over, I'm behind a desk then. Um, Suit. Team, team's either side of me. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's mainly a vehicle for me. Yeah, no, great. One or two questions, and then I'm doing I'm doing impressions. I'm doing, yeah. I'm doing, a, doing a song, throwing to commercial breaks. I'm back yeah. in with the band. So it's more like Josh Pugh's big show. Yeah, it's oh, more of a, like an audience yeah. with, and then a yeah, couple of, panel, a couple of people from yeah. not really a panel show. Then then maybe people from my past come down, and they <laughs> maybe they say their favourite memories of me growing up. So it's up. like this is your life. Yeah. And Michael McIntyre's big show. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Yeah. And then every week you've got people from your past telling memories about you yeah it's yeah. like an it's like an audience with kind of just but you know certain, all the members of the audience yeah they're, they're handpicked yeah they're handpicked <laughs> yeah no that's good actually, that good, actually. yeah that's that sound good yeah, yeah. and then should... also there are pro- points but I, I get all the points as well <laughs> <laughs> and I win, I win the prizes <laughs> as the host as the host yeah okay. which is it's a bit different though isn't it it's something we're not, it's not, it's not, yeah, not something we've really seen, is it, before on British TV, the host kind of winning. I think there might let's be a reason the, for Break that. the fourth wall. Let's, yeah, what, we well, get yeah. so stuck in these formats of that team wins, <laughs> this team wins. Why can't the host win? Yeah. Josh, Josh Pugh's beat the host. Yeah. yeah. But well, no one ever wins. That's a great... I, honestly, yeah. it sounds like a great... Josh, idea. an audience with Josh Pugh, Friday night, big show, everyone's a winner. <laughs> And I could, could I be like live. your, um, could I come on and be like, right, you know what, remember Rosemary Daw, what's on the scores, Miss Daw, yeah, the generation yeah, game? Yeah. Could I be sort of your skivvy on there? Yeah, that'd be Get your drink or... Get me a drink, yeah, yeah, yeah. not even on camera. Or you could, how many points, Natalie? And I, you can scream and I can go, <laughs> yeah. you've got 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a little bit like, um, yeah. what's her name from, um, oh, help me. Not Sue, is it? From um, Alan Partridge. Oh, uh, What's Lynn. Lynn. Yeah, a bit, that's a bit like Lynn. Lynn. Lynn, yeah. And that's I can just good. come around. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. I think we've got an idea. Yeah, then, that don't like... put this out because I'm going to make it. Yeah. And then there can be like sketches, and I'm getting all the laughs in the sketches. <laughs> and then we could throw to like a, like a foreign correspondent, and it's me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is good, actually. This is really yeah. Good. Yeah. And you know what? Cheap to make by the sounds of it. Yeah, because I'm the only real talent you'd be spending money on, obviously. Well, Natalie's there. Natalie, as well. be honest, but she'd be probably voluntary, I imagine, like in that role. <laughs> yeah, you'd be happy to do that, wouldn't well, you? Uh, I might. Yeah, I might wear some branded stuff just so I can. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah nice, nice. Yeah, we'll get you some deals. Yeah, so that's have, that's what that's what can happen when you put creatives in a room, and that's what <laughs> TV are not. It's mad, isn't it? You're not not doing it enough, are they? Really? Yeah. Can me and Joe produce? Yeah, I mean, if you if you're on board, yeah, if you yeah. kind of it'd probably be a Sky thing, that's all I'm thinking. Oh. It'd probably be Sky think... HBO kind of. Yeah. So not us. They though. might want to bring their own people in. <laughs> from. Wow. Yeah. Thanks, mate. No, yeah, absolutely, absolutely welcome. They're, they're from the early days. Gone as soon as the big money comes. If you had to, if bailiffs come in to your studio. <laughs> And uh, you can only keep three things to work with going forward. What, what would you? What would, what would you keep? Three things. Yeah, the iPad that can go straight away. <clears> yeah, iPad, that's t- tennis. Do not give a shit. Computer, <laughs> gone. Do, do not give a shit. Okay, yeah. There's um, there's a stack of uh, paper for, that's out of print, um, out of production, um, which I would I would take. Yeah, keep that. That's easy. It's like this. <clears throat> It's mildly translucent. It's supposed to look a bit like vellum. 
Oh. And it's really beautiful. And I recently let a friend do some screen prints on it because wow. I liked her work. <laughs> sure. But I kept some back for myself because <laughs> you never know yeah. when you're going to need that. Um, and then I have, I've got a tiny pencil, which <laughs> sounds silly, <laughs> but uh, I have it on my desk always. It's, it was my uh, grandfather, my dad's side, was in a prisoner of war camp. And he was friends with someone who then set up a, um, what's like a fruit and vegetable? Green grocers. Thank you. Yeah. Green grocers. Thank you, uh, producer Jim. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's his green grocer advertising pencil. Wow. Oh, amazing. Yeah, that's cool. I and like I that. just love that it's this, you know, my grandfather obviously had it as a mark mm. of, you know, their friendship and stuff. And it's just, it's, it's so much history in this little object. Yeah. yeah. I love it. So that would stick, say, with me. Amazing. Third thing, probably be another sheet of paper. Yeah. <laughs> it would probably be, I got this artist called Gemma Lewis to do some special marbling for a project that I did. And she did like more, more sheets than I needed for this particular binding. And, I, mm-hmm. and I've kept them and then never used them because they're so beautiful. Wow. I got her to do these kind of shapes that look a bit like porcupine spikes because it was for a book that was about porcupine. So maybe that those yeah, two, pa- right, two yeah. bits of paper and a pencil. I don't, I don't <laughs> now know on many, your way, <laughs> you're, you're brute. I don't know many other people whose answer would be two pieces of paper and a pencil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my brother would probably say something like, I'll keep my PS5, the TV. <laughs> I maybe don't know how to word this well, and this is meant as a compliment, but you feel very, it feels very appropriate that you are on stage, if that makes sense. Oh, thank you. It feels very... Um, if I saw you backstage at, at the Royal Variety, I'd be like, oh, yeah, this guy's supposed to be. Oh, do you think? Oh, that's very kind. Yeah, it may kind of... I think it, I don't know if it's the, the suit. How, how, when did the suit come in? Was that early doors? And my first gig, really. I've always liked wow. wearing suits, and I just thought, well... I'm going to run with this. But I remember there was a time when I wore red trousers and a velvet jacket, and I thought it looked good. People were like, why are you wearing those trousers? Why? They were like sort of coral pink, like, mm, I'm not sure about those trousers. Do you have to wear those trousers? Whereas now, everybody sort of is really expressive in what they wear. It's really great and exciting. But I was like, you know, it, wasn't, it was like 10, 12 years ago. People yeah. were like, why? Why are you dressing like that? Why do you got to dress like that? As if it was like the most, like... Audacious! <laughs> like, why? Are you so kind of annoying that you've dressed yeah. as you want? Just a pair of trousers. Isn't just it? a pair of tra- and you know when I look back yeah. and I go, it was just a pair of trousers. But people yeah. could be a bit like, oh, dressed like that. Are you? Mm. Um, yeah. where, you know, it was kind of a very sort of, I don't know, the two thousands maybe were quite a sort of closed minded time more mm. than I perhaps realised at the time. And I, I think it's that thing of when you're young though, you go, well, I don't care. I don't care, I'll just do it anyway. And yeah. I sort of quite enjoyed that. Enjoyed Again, enjoyed being slightly um, subversive, I suppose, in my own slightly fancy suit-wearing way. I mean, as much as we're saying, you know, the suit and everything, it's massively appropriate at the Royal Variety, but the early gigs you do, if I think of some of the gigs <laughs> I did starting out, to turn up at a suit at those gigs is quite quite audacious at the time it's yes i suppose it was and certainly people weren't in the mood for that <laughs> <laughs> so um especially <laughs> so there's that thing with stand-up that it's often described as learning to play the violin in public mm. um you have to make all your mistakes in front of an audience so i very much was doing that but i was just sort of trying to learn how to be myself really and the thing is with stand-up you have to be confident you can't be apologizing because then if you are the audience is like um i don't know what you want from me yeah do you want me to feel sorry for you or do you want me to support you or what do you yeah. what do you want? So I was just sort of trying to be as kind of 
confident as I could. But sometimes I would try and do that and audiences would be like, no, you don't. Absolutely no. What are you doing dressed like that? We do not want that. Um, oh, that's how I internalized it. And um, and so I had to learn ways of um, countering that in my mind. Yeah. What you, if you were on stage, kind of what would your... What would your apparel be, do you think? Do you know what? When I when I first did stand-up when I was like 18, 19, I sort of basically copied what Tim Key wore, which was like a very lazy sort of suit. Okay. I just suit, that. Suit, I quite liked, like, I loved mm. Lee Evans, mm. and I quite liked... Lee Evans suit? Lee Evans mm, suit. Yeah. suit yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, Tim Key sort of had this sort of like lazed, lazy sort of suit-wearing oh, approach. Yeah. So I sort of thought, I thought I could sort of do that, and I just mm, did jokes about working McDonald's. Connor, you are tall. I am tall. Mm, yeah, suits you. Yeah. Uh, you were working at McDonald's. Well, I was working at McDonald's at the time. Yeah. Oh, nice. So I sort of just was wearing a suit, talking about McDonald's. Fun. Um, yeah. That's nice. How did yeah. that go? It, I mean, all right, but similarly, in the you know, I never, I never stuck at it long enough to work out how to play the violin. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm, yeah, I never mm. really even. I don't think I ever picked up the violin. To be honest, I think I think yeah. the suit's there for me one day. Mm. Oh yeah, the, don't the, you the, worry. The suit's there for me one day on stage. <laughs> it's just. Um, I wonder when it. I wonder if it'd be the variety, it's something like that. Why you not? Know. Do you ever worry you've got nowhere to to go because mm. the suit is so smart? Mm, I'm worried about that. Maybe one day I'll end up just sort of, you know, dressed as some sort of um, Regency aristocrat. Yeah, top top hat. Place I've got to go. Yeah, <laughs> I do love top hats. Yeah, I love top hats. Yeah. yeah. Do you um? Do you ever not wear a suit? Uh, oh, yes, sometimes I do. And people go, oh, I'm not used to seeing you out of a suit. <laughs> like if I'm doing the gardening yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I'm not going to recognise you without a suit on. And I go, well, I am, you know, I'm very flattered. <laughs> I don't have anything associated with me or whatever. But, um, but I do, yeah, I mean, it, just for practicality, really. Um, but I do like wearing suits. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. Um, I just sort of, I like, I always feel like, oh, I'm dressed for work. Even, so if I'm having a day where I'm feeling a bit lethargic, if I put a suit on, I tend to feel a bit more mm. um, prepared. And I do feel it, it holds me in a certain way. It makes me walk in a certain way. Yeah. Makes me, um, makes me, yeah, it makes me do a certain, I don't know, just, just sort of be a certain. I, I, I'm like that, weirdly, with um, jackets. If I'm if I oh, wear yes. a jacket, too, this is before mm. I got to the gig. If I wear a jacket with a hood and pockets, yeah, it makes you walk with more of a what, man, Mancunian swag. Yeah, a bit, a bit of, <laughs> but genuinely, a bit, a bit mm. of swagger before you go and mm. do this thing that maybe not doesn't you don't feel scared of it because you've done it for so long. But mm. objectively, you're going to have a, a drill in your body. It's yeah. a bit like a. I, I, I totally get that. I get. Do I get. You, what, yeah. yeah, it's um, what you wear is important, isn't it? Yeah. You know, in, 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 oh, yeah. Especially on stage. Yeah, like, as you say, like. Audience, the second audience you walk on stage, they think they know who you might be, mm. right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And then, I guess if you are going with the grain of what they expect or against the grain, as long as mm. you have that confidence to do it, you know, the second they have a sniff that you don't have any confidence in the approach that they've already built up in your in their head of you, mm. then they go, "Oh, this person doesn't really know." Yeah, that it's for, yeah, yeah. You know? There is that sort of fear and that fear of them being like, "Oh, I don't want to feel insecure in this moment," yeah. and then they can become a little bit. Um, well, a, a little, a, I don't know, a little bit distracted, I suppose, mm. apart from anything else. That's it with comedy, isn't it? If they're distracted for a second, it's mm. you don't want that, I suppose. No. My dad always said that clothes, though, are, are not about how they make you look, they're about how they make you feel. Mm. Yeah, good, totally. Um, good, good wisdom, because I think it is about kind of going... I feel good if I'm wearing this. So I yeah. never, I'm like, why are, Why isn't everybody wearing a suit? I go, well, I like to wear a suit. Yeah, that's totally it, isn't it? That's the right way totally to do it. it. Mm. it but I do sometimes shout at people. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you take anything from home? Anything? Like, you know, a, a, a ring or, you know, something from the real 
Yeah, so, some life. people do. I've found, you know, I can't take like photos of I find that if I allow myself to think of family even, mm. you know, I'm in tears. I mean, it's weird being on your own um, because when there's no one else to see, I found that if I had even slight emotions, I would be expressing those emotions like at full spectrum. So yeah. if I was just a little bit like mm, feeling a bit lonely, I would be in floods of tears. And if I found something funny, I would be cackling to the sky. If I was angry, oh my God, I'd be throwing my ski poles on the ground and roaring at the sky. And you would switch between those emotions like in seconds. I'd be from bawling my eyes out to laughing hysterically to shouting at the sky in you know just seconds and it it is the closest i've ever felt to losing my mind um because you know just the strength of all those emotions it's too much yeah uh quite a uh, where do you sleep <laughs> in a tent so i have a little tent that was about if i held my arms outstretched either side of me that was about as wide as the tent was and then it was as long as my body um and then there was a little bit of extra space at one it so it was like a little entrance way at one end mm. And that's where I would cook and how I'd get in and out of the tent. And then it was just literally enough room for me to sleep. And it was one of the biggest things to adjust to when I got back. You know, amazingly, you don't need much to feel totally satisfied. I had exactly what I needed and nothing more than I needed in that tiny space. And it was great. And then I came home and suddenly I had to, whatever I needed, I had to go into a different room to go and get, you know, I had to physically (laughs) go and get. And it it drove me insane. And then the first time I went to a supermarket, I got overwhelmed with decision fatigue, I think they call it. And I left that supermarket with nothing. You know, I needed toothpaste. There were 20 million toothpastes. Went needed some bread, a whole aisle of bread. And it was like, I, I cannot, I cannot do this many decisions all at once. And I left with nothing because it was too, much and uh, mm. it really I would love to tell you that this made me become less materialistic and yeah. I totally you know, <laughs> totally mean it but no you know that you lose that pretty quick but, you know. hey it's Danny Pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands and the best part They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A maths FA Cup. Where, where are you... In in the country, Bobby. Ooh, this is tough. So who are the other? I'm trying to think of public figures. You got Rachel Riley, Rachel Carol Vorderman, Hannah yeah, Fry. Yeah, I, I think Rachel Riley away in the early rounds. That's going to be that's a difficult that, that one. May want to avoid that. Yeah, you yeah. want it. Wanna... If I bring a big traveling support, yeah, yeah. you yeah. never know. Like, yeah, uh, t- yeah, get a draw, take it back to <laughs> take it, yeah, take it yeah. back to East London. Um, I'm definitely like. Definitely aiming for the semi-finals. Get to nowadays Wembley semi-finals Wembley. Yeah, yeah. exactly. In the old days, in fact, I think that's devalued the FA Cup. 
should just be the final. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree with that. I'd love to see like off packed at Wembley to see you and Rachel <laughs> Riley sort of number, yeah, do some long number algebra. battle. Yeah, yeah, that would be. Who else would be there? Is Ka- uh, uh, Cara Vorderman. Cara Vorderman. Have you heard of Hannah Fry there? Um, she's a red-haired mathematician on BBC. Does a lot of like yeah, math documentaries. Yeah. yeah. So she'd be in the tournament. Who else? Who else? Like there'll be other people. Just kind of um, Stephen Fry is not going to be Stephen bad. Stephen Fry will probably be quite smart. I, I actually imagine. think is, I actually interviewed Stephen Fry six years ago. Oh. I did a podcast for the BBC on polymaths, and Stephen Fry said that he actually genuinely loved the sense of maths where something is hidden and confused, and then this like divine moment where everything balances. Yeah, and so he he actually appre- even though he's not a mathematician, he appreciated the beauty. So he might be yeah. like a plucky third round team, yeah. and then could could on his day. Defeat a master. Yeah. Wow. But it would just be some kid. It would just be some... Oh, yeah. someone, some, some, some kid who's like 11 is just yeah, unreal. Just yeah, like a, they would be. The thing is, as a, in fact, mathematicians, mathematicians, their peak is like early 20s. Wow. Once you pass that, like I'm 39 now, so if I wanted yeah. to do like real contribute to the subject, it would be very difficult because your brain just don't operate in the same way. Like anything, I think, mm. like even in like, you know Einstein, yeah. when he came up with um, relativity, I think he's like 2021. 20, so wow. all these great, the great minds of all time, there's like scientific thinking, yeah. you need to be really sharp, super sharp. Yeah. And what is that? Is that just kind of physiological decline? Yeah, I think... That's sad, isn't it? If you could have one one tip for somebody that was struggling with maths, maybe it's, um, you know, somebody that's within education or mm-hmm. just generally baffled or, you know, kind of scared of maths. Is, is there kind of one thing you'd you'd say to them to help them overcome it or to... Uh, yeah, so I get two, two things. One thing I'll give like a generic principle and then one an actual practical bit of advice. The general, the generic principle is I tell people that you may have had a negative experience at school, but that doesn't mean you can't learn to be more comfortable with numbers. And again, if you think about in school, many people hated PE, like climbing up those weird horses <laughs> and ladders. Yeah. But a lot of people love keeping fit, you know, going for a run or mm. going to the gym. So don't connect your school experience of the subject with the practical application. But the other thing is like, so the, the, the practical bit I was going to mention, so for example, Rachel Wiley and I are actually ambassadors for a charity called National Numeracy. So um, their job is to help people, adults, feel more comfortable with numbers. So if people like look up National Numeracy Challenge, they've got like a free 10-minute MOT, as it were, on your <laughs> numeracy skills. And again, you can use a calculator, you can do it in your own time, there's no time limit. Um, and with that, it sort of diagnoses what key areas of maths or number work you're struggling on. And then it might suggest some resources. That's a really practical takeaway. Someone looks up the yeah. National Numeracy Challenge, take from there, yeah. Rachel Riley. And, so we're teaming up now. Yeah, teaming yeah, that's up. great. Imagine so that. you think people... Like I was doing Duolingo for a bit. I'm like, why, <laughs> why am I worrying about learning Spanish? I need to focus on... Like, get, get What's your the, biggest streak? Uh, I did, like th- honestly, like three days. Oh. And I just I thought, this is not... I did can't commit nine, to this. Nine days. Nine days. Yeah, you tempted Swedish, to... Swedish. Did you want to get to ten? Yeah, well... I'd... Double figures. Yeah. Like... Is your partner not Swedish? She is, yeah, that's why. So, so can you speak Swedish now? Nay. Nay? A little bit of Swedish there. Oh. Who more do? Any guesses as well? Who more do? How are you doing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds pretty similar, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah it is, it's pretty... Yeah, but it's hard. So do you speak at all? Does she speak to you in Swedish sometimes? She does all the time. So to try and subconsciously... No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, genuinely does. Like, we just... Like, last night we went through a nice... Um, walk by the river and uh, on the way back she was saying she was just trying to talk to me in Swedish and all we can get to is uh, how are you <laughs> yeah. I'm good <laughs> thanks <laughs> how are you how do you say I'm good thanks uh, bra tack bra tack 
Oh, that was nice. There's a bit, a bit of confidence there yeah, as well. Right. A bit of a bit yeah. of inflection, bit of yeah, a bit of pizzazz to that. She's got right. a niece, and when we were over there, yeah. the only person I felt confident talking to was yeah. her two-year-old niece. But I mean, it's a similar, <laughs> it's a similar sense. Like freezing up, that is a thing. We when, when something's on the yeah. edge of our ability and learning, it's definitely a yeah. phenomenon to, to freeze up. Like I could, I could ask for a ham sandwich in France, but not on God's yeah. green earth am I going to do it? <laughs> when I get in there, I just. I just freeze. Yeah, there's a technical term. It's called zone of proximal development. Wow. I think a man called Vygotsky came up with that term. So, like, you got the, um, if you think about learning, like, a, almost like a three different circles. In the middle, you've got your comfort zone. Anything, you do things, if, like, again, if I'm having the same breakfast, walking the same route. Um, then you've got the, the growth zone where you're, like, pushing yourself. Mm-hmm. And then outside that, I think it's, like, the fear if you push yourself too much, you're like, oh my God, what's going on? Yeah. So you should, if you go too much into that fear zone, you're not going to learn anything. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? What's in Bobby Seagull's fear zone? It's um, a good question. It's a bloody good question, Bobby, actually. <laughs> um, dating. <laughs> oh, I'm, really? like, I'm an intelligent person. I read books on dating. I get lots of advice. And I'm just the worst dater. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, I've been out, I'm not 39. I've been single now for 11 years. And I just, the thing is, I know in dating that if you show too much of yourself early on, not in terms of clothes, <laughs> I'm not like a speaker, does your personality. This sounds like teaching again. You don't yeah. smile until the yeah. 12th date. Yeah. But I think in dating, like, I know that when I've tried to hold back a little bit early on, I'm more yeah. successful. I get on to date two, three, four, but it's not me. No. If I'm myself, yeah. like, my, like I am now yeah. with you guys, Often they're like, "Oh, you're a great guy, but let's be friends." No, I think so. Fuck, clearly, like that is my that is my fear zone. No, dating. I think fuck that. I think go all in day day one. Yeah, yeah, it's good enough for the BBC. Good hide. enough for the BBC, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the whole of Twitter went for it. So I think I know. That. I just yeah, need, I just need one person, one day. Yeah, exactly. I've got no. I, I did um recently a Netflix dating show called Indian Matchmaking. Okay, and lo- it means that a lot of South Asian people across the world. And people that are fans of the show give me dating advice. But often they, a lot of people have said, I don't have any riz. Riz is apparently, have you heard the phrase riz? I've no. Heard, I've heard riz. You've heard yeah. a riz. But yeah. I'd love to hear you explain yeah. riz. So riz is just like chat. Like, yeah. uh-huh. are you able to like, do you have a flair with words? The thing is, what's annoying is that I know technically what to do. Like, don't say too much. Don't smile all the time. <laughs> yeah. Ignore them a bit. You know, cut them short. <laughs> yeah. You know, negging, you know, where you're meant to like yeah. give them negative compliments. But I know all this. I, I always chicken out of doing I'm like, no, can't so, do it. Yeah, that's interesting because it's kind of, um, but that's quite mathsy to not hide, you're not hiding anything. Mm. You kind of, it, 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 it's very, it is what it is, yeah. isn't it? No, there's not, I'm not putting any complex algebra yeah. straight up. Yeah. They're the numbers you can see. It. When a comedian does a tour, they'll, they might do Glasgow and Edinburgh and then they might go home for a couple of days mm. and you're just travelling by yourself. Mm. Not, Whereas imagine that it's 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 tour buses, jets. Yeah. Yeah. How many people are involved in something like that as well? Well, what we did was we were like, okay, we're going away for five weeks. Wow. This is stressful thinking where we're going away for five weeks, and we sort of didn't really come home for five years because it just was like that's gone sick. Like let's add some or let's do that, mm-hmm. and then it just grew, and then. Um, you know, there'd be, you'd know there was a chunk of time off coming there, you'd know there was a chunk of time off coming there, so every now and again. Or, like, if the boys were recording, then we would get time off. Mm. And then they needed time off, so we sort of have more time off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but then it got so crazy that they would be recording as we were touring and then we were promoing as we were touring. Wow. And then so that the time off was full time off. 
And what, what's your day to there, day there, Lou? Are you getting? I did a lease out of everyone. So the lads are going out. We're going out for a meal tonight. Night off. Luke they, w- they just wouldn't come into home makeup for that. No, it doesn't. It's that's taking the first one. Going into. They just yeah. So if, if you work for like someone like the big women and and things like that, then they they would want that. Yeah, glam. I'm mean, not exclusively women, but like they were, they were very like they were lads. They just didn't care about it. So yeah. it was like I'd be getting them in the grooming chair, mm. getting them groomed, getting them as you know getting them to do it rather than them sort of begging for it yeah so it was always like as little time as possible so you just... end up doing like all the crew <laughs> and pas yeah. and stuff because there's like they're on the road and need yeah. their haircut oh yeah and we were all like a family and there was mm. loads of us but yeah by the time it was stadiums there was a lot of there was a lot of people on the road so you, you can't ever forget you know these stadiums it's. I always think this, like when you see somebody, especially like one person playing a stadium. Yeah. You think it's you that's got to do it. Yeah. yeah. It's. It, it, it's all just a thing, but it's you. Yeah. You're the one person. I was the hairdresser. It was never me. Yeah. <laughs> it's you. Well, yeah, but that's what I mean. But I get it with like three hundred people. Like it's me. Yeah. It's yeah. just everything's down to me. I could just not go on. You get like an intrusive thought. I might just go. <laughs> you know, they must get that. But, you must get that. But people will be looking forward to. You know, your your night for and months, and then also months, for like years. those One Direction tickets <laughs> would have happened for for a long time. Yeah, so you know, you've that like pressure got to is every single night you've got to be bang on it. And like you said, like that you've got you went away for five weeks. What you thought was going to be five weeks, and then you it turns out to be five years. Mm. Like that is a that is crazy. It's like Charles Bronson, isn't it? Almost every day. <laughs> <laughs> so doing ninety days, not been out of prison yet. Is he? It's just like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what you're doing in Edinburgh? What were you doing? You're doing the reserve, is that right? Yeah. Pleasance so there's reserve. something called the Pleasance Comedy Reserve. Pleasance is a theatre company, and the Comedy Reserve is something they do every year. They choose, um, I think it's like four acts. Uh, this year it was actually eight, and they fund them to go to the fringe for nice. the full month. Whack you in a accommodation, student accommodation, and <laughs> and then uh, they sort of give you a lovely room, and they promote it you don't have to fly they give you a good time it, it was an absolute touch yeah i can't complain nice it was is it your first time doing edinburgh for, uh, i've done edinburgh a few times but only yeah. for i've done like split bills um or mixed bills for two weeks max never done the month month is a slog i was gonna say oh, i remember we i think we might have facetimed yeah about three weeks in I was a different man. You were, yeah. I, I yeah. wasn't well. Absolute too. shagger. <laughs> <laughs> Top shagger. Yeah, couldn't get hold of him. Yeah. He's missing yeah. the gigs and that's running right in student accommodation. Robin just, just let loose in there. Head to turn haggis walking down the fucking mile. <laughs> <laughs> Would you do it again? Edinburgh kind of, you know, for the listeners that might not be into or not know about Ed- Edinburgh's kind of the fringe. That's mm. where you go and do an yeah. hour show. Biggest uh, comedy festival in the UK. Yeah. yeah. And is that something that appeals to you? Would you go back with your own show, Will? Yeah, I would like to do an hour. Um, just want to, uh, yeah, get a solid idea. How many hours have you done? Five. Wowza. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to go and do an hour you next could, year. I think you could condense that into two good hours. Yeah, that's five. all right. But you did, yeah. So you've done five, as in five, five separate years, done an hour-long show for... Basically, yeah. the whole month. Yeah, apart from this time, I only did I did ten whip. days, oh. t- ten days of a whip, but that was Working a new, new hour. Yeah, 
Yeah, wow. So did 2017, 2018, 2019. Um, I was, sorry to interrupt. No problem. Just on your whip, I was yeah. watching John Kearns in Monkey Barrel. Yeah. And I think you were on at similar times. Yeah. And he, there was a big ra- loud noise next door. And John Kearns was like, that's that fucking Josh Pugh. <laughs> He's doing his whip. It's not a fucking whip. It's finished. <laughs> Get the reviewers in. It's finished. <laughs> you bloody pussy. And it was like slagging you off, but like massively complimenting. That's really nice. Was yeah. Massively complimenting. You say, it's not a whip. It's finished. Get the reviewers in. That's very kind of. <laughs> yeah, of and it, got, it was a lovely moment. Got a big laugh. He's a brilliant comedian. He's lovely John man. Kearns. Really, really good. I don't know within the magic circle whether this is a big resource, Alan, but I had a, a book when I was a kid, Stephen Mulhern's Magic. I don't know if you've read it. Um, he's a, he's like, a big player in the magic world. Yeah, he's, I, he's like he's what is one of the grand wizards actually. What, yeah. One of his tricks was you had to get polos in your mouth, like break some polos up, put them in your mouth. Then you'd walk into a door frame and let, let the polos fall out of your mouth and your friends and family think you've knocked all your teeth out. <laughs> <laughs> but that that, that feeling I, I mean I, I can remember the I, I used to watch um, I had all David Blaine's videos VHS and it was um, he, he kind of like your persona's so it's such a big thing in magic and he's kind of he was kind of this aloof American guy and I, I, I loved it I remember I watched them all the time and that's at a point where you don't really understand it you, you think he's got magical powers and there's mm. adults that actually think Magicians have got magical powers. That's a thing, Aaron, isn't it? Pete, there's there's people that think that. It is. It it really is like like I don't know if you I don't really know how old you are, but like it, like when when Yuri Geller came out, the whole country used to believe in Yuri Geller, mm. right? So you know you know do you, you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, like, when, when he was, like, bending spoons and making watches stop and start on, on Parkinson and all that stuff, people genuinely believed it. And there was a, what, like, he was still doing things like where he would move the foot, uh, every, everyone concentrate on the football, I'm going to make, make it move off the penalty spot or something like that. And you go, well, like, every, everyone tried to do it. It was on the front, it made the front page of the Sun newspaper. So, like, everyone did, but I think now with the internet, it's all changed because, you know, people believe, like, nothing now, don't they? Because, mm. like, it, you know, anytime you do a trick now, like, often people say to me, they go, I'm going to Google that later on. Right. So, yeah. Like, so now I think the things have very much changed. But, but Blaine was just pre internet as well. So I, I, I remember, like, at the time, people were going crazy over it. And, and he spawned, like, a million magicians, really, all doing the same sort of stuff because it was so strong and powerful what he was doing. Because before that, it was Paul Daniels, yeah, and he was yeah. more hey, uh, he was uh, you know like a, a good magician, but 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 very light hearted. People didn't really buy into him. Whereas with Blaine, you're right, he was like moody, and he would do a trick and then just like walk off. So yeah. people thought, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. it must it must it must be for real. Turns out, he just didn't have any comedy patter. That's yeah. what was really going on there. <laughs> I, I love. Um, I don't know. It's a at home magicians but I, I love um i love sleight of hand stuff i love because in my head i'm not taking my eyes off off it yeah yeah and it's incredible I, I find it I'm, i feel i enjoy i enjoyed magic more when i knew that it was a trick if that made sense uh, alan what in terms of like from the magician's point of view what with when it comes to a trick do you p- prefer to let the audience know sort of in on the trick a bit or or 
like how far how much do you want to give them to to follow yeah Penn and teller do that a lot actually they 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 this treat the audience with with respect the fact that they know it's a magic trick so they kind of let them in a little bit but always have to give them a punchline at the end so mm. they might say this is how the trick is done but then at the end they they do a little fuck you uh so you know they, they might like sort of lead you down a path of going oh this is how we do it and then at the end there's like so they might go oh this is where the girl sneaks behind the box and this is how she gets in the box but the audience can't see it and then and then you're misdirected because of this and then and that's how the girl gets in the box and then they open the box and tell us in there instead yeah or something like that right so you so they they, they lead you down that I, I like doing tricks where I I kind of uh, tell the audience that it is a trick and that tell them the method that they think it is and then disprove that method. So I've got a trick where I've got a bag on my head and people pop balloons and then I I say, now I know what you're thinking, that I've just blown them up ever so slightly differently so I can tell the sound that they make. So this time I'm going to get somebody to scream over the top of it so then somebody screams over Mm. the top of it. And then I say, oh, you might be thinking that somebody's like ringing my mobile phone in my pocket on vibrate on silent and they ring it one one ring for red and two for blue and three for green. <laughs> Somebody at the back of the audience is signaling me. So yeah. I'll do this one the, the moment they pop it. Uh, and then and then the last one, I've got it predicted as to which balloon would be left anyway. So that that discounts all of those yeah, methods right. as well. So but but the audience kind of laugh along, go, Oh yeah, I was thinking that, I was thinking that. And then and then so they're really they stop thinking about how I actually do it because they're thinking about different methods. Yeah, and you, you've kind sense. of you've kind of put that yeah. in their head, haven't you? You've kind of sent them down. You know, you, you've kind of because I suppose I, I, I bet it's blokes more so. They they wanna their whole thing is guessing how it's done, right? Is that what? Is that like the worst? What's like the worst comedy? Like sorry, the worst like magic audience? Is it like somebody that's just? trying to guess it is like an ego they won't play along or are they actually quite helpful can they be can they be easily distracted because of, do you know what i mean yeah it is it like i can't really blame them though because i think one of the reasons i'm in magic is because i was that guy i wanted to know how yeah, it was all yeah. done so but so I, i'm the guy that watches a, a magic trick going uh-huh okay right okay because I, I'm, I've got this sort of Rolodex in my head of various methods, and if it's not a method that I know, like I'm instantly trying to work out how it was done. So, so they're a terrible audience, but that is me as well. And I, I went to see Harry Potter, right? So you know the player Harry Potter that's in the West End, and uh, there's some magic in that. And there's a point where there's like Harry, Hermione, and Ron. They put these. Um, like hoods over the head and in the middle of the stage they vanish and they come on from the side of the stage and for the next five minutes I wasn't even watching the story yeah. I was just going <laughs> how, how did they do that like that's blown me away that like going going because I know how, I know how all these things are done and I go I can't wait this one out and I go it can't be twins because Michelle Gale was one of them and she ain't got a twin <laughs> right and then um, I go so it can't be that and then and then I realised what they did is they tricked me with the hoods. And I won't say how it's done, but in a magic act, if you ever put a hood up, yeah. I'm all I'm all you know, the little radar's up. Like I'm I'm already two steps ahead of what's gonna happen. Yeah. Right? Because I go, right, there's no there's no other reason this magician's all of a sudden decided to to wear a hoodie 
yeah. right in the in the middle of his act for no reason, right? Yeah. My, the, the, my little spider, my little spidey senses are on on full alert at that point. But but in Harry Potter, like they've got them the whole time, haven't they? Like they've mm-hmm. got those like capes and stuff in in Hogwarts. So when they put them up, I wasn't expecting anything, and then so I had to sort of work backwards about a minute in my head, and then. I don't know what happened after that, to be honest, because I was too busy thinking about that. <laughs> but uh, so I, I missed off the story, but I, yeah, I managed to get it in the end. Uh, yeah, so yeah, so, so I'm that guy. I see a trick. I'm not going, whoa, that was amazing. I'm just trying to work out how it's done. So I got lost in the desert in Petra um, and thought I was going to die. Wow. Very close. So what, you were out there... Like on a stag or something, stag do. <laughs> so I went. I went. I was. I was actually. I went travelling there. I went on my own. So I went to. Obviously, I saw Petra. You know, the Indiana Jones. It was filmed. I can't remember which one it was. Was it Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom, whatever? But I thought, you know, go see it. And so I went to see it. But then I, I went to the tourist information bit, and I was like, "Have you got a, a map?" So they all they had was this tiny little like Alton Towers type map in Spanish, and I was yeah. like, "Yeah, I'll take it." So I went... Um, a lot of cactuses have got faces on them. Like <laughs> yeah. like, is this official? Crayons yeah, yeah. with it as well. <laughs> Where's the water park? <laughs> so I saw all the sites, and then as I was walking, I went uh, and met these... They were like Cub Scouts. Um, they were all wearing like, like, like kind of, yeah, Scouts or whatever. And they spoke like American English. So I got chatting to them, and they were showing me, like they were saying, this is that, that is that, whatever. So I was with them like most of the day. And where, when I got on it, the bus said, well, the last bus getting home is, I don't know, like at four o'clock or something. So it got to about two o'clock. And then, I mean, the, the, just to give you an idea in terms of the landscape, it was like it was like rock, rubble, sand, very dry. Mm. Um, but we were pretty like remote. So I said, guys, I need to get back. Um, you know, are we going to get back to the start anytime soon? And they said, no, no, we, we left Petra like a few hours ago. I was like, well, where are you going? No, we're going to this next little village. I said, well, I need to get back to my bus so they said well you can go the same way we came but that's going to take you a few hours and you'll miss your bus or you can go down that desert path to the middle of nowhere oh my god in an hour you'll be back in Petra and I was like yeah I'll do that so I walked off and it was like um, it wasn't a road it was like a sand rubble road thing you know where cars had been and so it was like a like a sand thing so I went on that went walking on it for about an hour and then I remember in the middle of nowhere it was a donkey just there, attached like a post, just stood there. And I thought, what the hell's a donkey doing in the middle of the desert? But I remember reading, I don't know if any of you guys remember the Lonely Planet guide. It's like a, like a guidebook for traveling. Am I showing my age here? Jesus. <laughs> so uh, it's like a pocket guide. Before the internet existed, um, there was like a book you'd buy. And if you want to go to a country, it would tell you like the best places to go and whatever. So the Lonely Planet guide talked about the Bedouins out in the desert there. Yeah. So I thought, well, there must be like a Bedouin tribe somewhere here and they must own this donkey. Anyway, I kept on going for a bit and eventually this path that I was on got thinner and thinner and thinner until it just stopped. And I thought, oh, bloody hell, I'm going to have to just turn around and go back where I came from. So I thought, so I went, I looked around for a bit more to see if it continued. Didn't what have you got on you at this point? I had my Spanish map. Yeah. Half, about that much water. Yeah, it's like, what's uh, that, like 100, 200, 300 mil. Yeah. Um... I didn't have a compass, didn't or, have a phone. Or 900 mil if it's kind of measuring it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty much... And a, and a, a camera. Um, yeah. So basically nothing useful. Um, 
So I thought, oh, well, I'm going to have to just turn around and go back where I came from. Turn around, and this path that I'd been on has just disappeared. It was just not there. And I thought, I just started panicking. And I thought, so I started running around trying to find it, and, and I couldn't find this path. And then I thought, hang on, I need to just think here. So I, I took my rucksack off, put it down in the middle, and then I would, like, go out for about 50 metres or something in a straight line, come back and go and That's basically so keep going and making a circle. So I had retraced my steps to kind of change so I wouldn't get completely lost because it was there's no real like bearings or anything. Yeah, no, there's landmarks. So, yeah, no landmarks. So I did that and still couldn't find the path. And then I started thinking, I'm like, I'm lost. So I started shouting and, yeah. I, and I was shouting. And you know, like on, on films when they shout and you can hear an echo off everything. Yeah. That was happening. What's the time as well now? Because if this was getting a bit late because yeah. the, the sun sets very quickly, doesn't it, in the desert? It was, this was about two. So it was yeah. like, it was still, the sun was still pretty high okay. and hot. Um, so I don't know how long I spent running around, but eventually I just gave up because obviously I'd been there for quite a while at this point and I was on my hands and knees and I remember like crying and feeling like I'm going to die here. How, and old, how old were you at the time? 20, 20. Wow. Yeah. And it was like, it was mad. So then, so I gave up and as I was like, I'll never forget it because you know, that's a massive thing. Yeah. And then I was just looking like, my tears was like hitting the sand and then, um, and I saw my footprints like everywhere and then I thought there must be some footprint because you can tell whether the, what part of the foot whether it's coming or going and I thought there must be some footprints that came here from somewhere where I first came do you get what I'm saying yeah yeah, yeah. so so then I thought I need to find where the footprints so I was scurrying around everywhere and there's obviously footprints everywhere until eventually I found like footprints that were coming so then I followed these footprints and I was just like following them it must have felt like for a for on your hands and feet no I was like I was like kind of walking yeah. but like kind of close to the ground following the footprints um, until eventually I got back on the 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 road, the kind of track thing. Yeah. And then when I turned round, I could see all the track of where I'd been. And what it must have been is, you know, like when when the sun hits, like, you know, for a football stadium, it's been cut in a certain way. Yeah. And it looks different from where the sun is. It must have been like that. Mm-hmm. So I go back on this road, this, like, path, and I remember thinking, that donkey. Yeah. <laughs> it must have an owner. So I was properly dehydrated, but I ran as fast as I could to get to this donkey. In case your donkey had gone. Just to get to it. I was yeah. just obviously desperate to be saved. Yeah. So I got to this donkey and I remember seeing it and I thought, right, <laughs> uh, what do I supposed to do? I thought, this donkey, I need to make it make some noise. So the owner comes. So I remember like shouting at this donkey. I started hitting it. <laughs> like to kind of make it. Yeah. Make, and it started like making loads of racket. And then eventually in the distance, this guy came running towards me. And I remember in the in the, this this guidebook, it said they used to they carry little daggers in their like side in case someone tries to steal their cattle. And he came at me with a dagger and I ran up to him and I was like, I'm lost, I'm lost. <laughs> like, please, please, I'm yeah. lost. And he obviously realized like I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Um and then he took me to his like I don't know what to call it, like tent. It was like a yeah. it was like made out of animal skin. Um took me to his tent. And then um, they made me some tea. Eventually, they they took me to the um, the nearest main road, and then I hitchhiked back to the hotel. And then I was wow saved. So that was uh, that was mad stuff. That was my experience. That is that's terrifying. That's isn't it? Crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why don't you just go like Xanti or something? <laughs> <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.